Welcome to Into the Fire. I'm Duncan. And I'm Kate. And we're here to talk about life. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So come join the conversation. Welcome to our podcast, everybody, Into the Fire. And today, it's just Kate and I. And we're going to be talking about the power of tongues. Yes, yes. We were just um, with a friend a few days ago, and we were walking and talking and, and just sharing our story. And the whole story of speaking in tongues came into the conversation. <laughs> and we thought, you know what? We've got some fun things to share from you because... The gift of tongues is actually a gift from the Holy Spirit, just like prophecy. And 1 Corinthians 14 talks much about the gift of tongues, that it's there to edify us and to utter the mysteries of God. And, you know, the Lord has fun with us with tongues. You know, it's not a serious gift per se. It's actually quite funny sometimes. (laughs) It really is. And... I just love that God has such a joyful heart. And, you know, Psalm 16, 11 says, In your presence there's fullness of joy, pleasures at your right hand forevermore. And God's always joyful. And and to me, that means he's fun. And I think the fact that children were just drawn to Jesus constantly, uh, there's just no way he was anything other than joyfully fun. And uh, yeah, so I think tongues, you're right, Kate, is one of those things that, you know, is so fun. Yeah. And ever since I've known Duncan, for those of you who've never met Duncan, (laughs) he is spontaneous in joy. And one of his ways of greeting and being joyful is to have an outburst of tongues. And, you know, he's an enthusiastic person. And sometimes you're like, whoa, what's he saying? And, um, you know, so Duncan, come on, share some of these things with us. Begin to share some of the story of some of these tongues. Well, honey, the thing is, is that tongues is ah it's it's mysterious Mm -hmm. and i find that anything that's mysterious is uh somehow that's to do with god that is is such a joyful invitation right of a of a genius father who loves to have fun with his kids yeah and i think that he's given us language period, you know, as one expression of joy. And, you know, you think of biblical words like Hosanna and Mm -hmm. hallelujah. And, you know, those kinds of, uh, you know, expressions of joy in language. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, that tongues kind of almost gives us an unlimited Mm. access to uh, sounds that express joy. Yes. You know, and so, you know, when somebody does something or I get news or you say something that just fills my heart with joy, I can't help it. It's like, yeah. Now, yeah. I have no clue what I'm saying in that moment, particularly, uh-huh. 
God does, because like you said, you know, it's a heavenly language. I'm expressing heavenly things. Yeah. But but my spirit mm. resonates with what I'm saying. Yeah. And my spirit uh, is satisfied that I'm expressing that spontaneous joy. Yeah. It's, know, it's like the, the, the groans and the utterances mm. of your spirit. It's mm. like the flow of a waterfall suddenly oh. or like a geyser erupting. It's like there's an eruptive meaning. Yeah. A spontaneous response of your spirit. Yeah. To God. Yeah. And the thing about tongues is it's an endless language from heaven yeah. that is not li limited by our vocabulary or our mind, our understanding. Yeah. In fact, it bypasses our rational brain communication side of the brain and yeah. actually flows from the spirit. Yeah, exactly, Dar. I think I think that's the key right there. You know, two things, even though it's heavenly, mm. aka of the spirit, of the Holy Spirit in yeah. our spirit, yeah. expressing language from God to God, from us to God and back. It doesn't necessarily mean, therefore, that the language itself is heavenly. It could be. It could be an angelic tongue. Um, uh, but, it, but it also could be an earthly language, but it's a language that we ourselves have never learned. So mm -hmm. we have no cognitive understanding of what we're saying yeah. in the moment or what each other are saying. And so therefore, like you said, it's our spirit expressing in the spirit to the spirit, mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit, to the Father and the Son in, in a way that our cognitive rational mind is not engaged. And therefore, we are, I believe, able through faith to be even more expressive. It's like an invitation. If there's joy mm -hmm. and you can express joy in English or whatever your mother tongue is, and that, you know, if there was a scale, that was on a scale of one to 10. And the best you could possibly do to express joy is a five, let's say, or a six. God gives us the gift of tongues to express 10 out of 10. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I've never thought of that. That's so you know true. What I'm I do. I do. And it's Ooh. almost as like that's the real you and me that he's right. created us. Yeah. That, that is not limited in a finite capacity. Mm. You know, um, because we're limited, <sighs> most of us, by one primary language that we've learned. Right. You speak now. Nigerian the house, so, yeah. house but, from Nigeria. But yeah. even, you know, when you study a language, like we did a bit of French, but we could just stumble along now trying to express ourselves. And I think that's that's the beauty that, you know, if if prayer is communion with mm. God, our spirit communion Whoa. with God, then there's there's a place for the heavenly language to flow. Wow. So that we can express and say all the things to Jesus that we would want to. Unlimited expression. But we have we don't have the vocabulary oh, to explain so how good, magnific honey. 
St. Jesus is, yeah. how beautiful he is, how grateful Whoa. we are. It's like, you know, sometimes we run out of words. Whoa. I do all the time. And I'm like, Whoa. God, just help me pray. I want to pray. I want to express my adoration. And that's when oh. tongues will, yes. will slot in. You're when... getting me so excited. I just want to break out in tongues, honey. <laughs> oh, man, it's so true. It's so true. And I think that, you know, Conversely, what I found in my experience is that those that the people that I've met in my life since I've spoken in tongues that have been against tongues, mm. so to speak, mm -hmm. it's it's almost as though the seriousness of their position. And their determination to be extremely serious about tongues is not real mm. just helps me to see how much joy they're missing, if you get my right. drift. Because yeah. to me, and I'm talking experientially here, I'm not saying this theologically, I'm just saying it experientially, that tongues is an expression of joy mm -hmm. and love mm -hmm. that you uh, like you were saying words goes beyond what we can say with our rational yeah. mind using our rational natural language yeah. and goes to another level of beauty and expression and it's so sad to think of yeah. anyone missing out on that opportunity yeah well yeah. i think it's also you know when god gives us gifts we have to unpack those gifts, yeah. right? Mm. So on face value, tongues, healing, prophecy, words of knowledge, miracles, you know, all these supernatural things that actually come from heaven, come yeah. from the Father to yeah. us as, you know, sons and daughters. Yeah. That's our spiritual inheritance. But if we don't take time to discover and unpack and learn about the gift. Yeah. It's it's a gift that's left on the side. Yeah. Not fully unwrapped. It's so true. And you know, really just like prophecy is communicating the heart of the father for somebody. Yeah. And the word of knowledge that opens up somebody's heart to believe that God really knows me, he understands and he sees my situation. Wow. I think there's a discovery of how tongues is a gift to us if we would yeah. take the time for the Holy Spirit to teach us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because tongues builds us up in the most holy faith. Yeah. That's the, you know, 1 Corinthians 14. Paul talks about tongues is for the edification and the mm -hmm. building up of one's own spirit. Yeah. It's not for it's not for the world per se, although having said that, it causes people to, whoa, what in the world is happening here? This person is speaking in a language that, you know, I've never heard or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I remember when I was at university, yeah. um, somebody was bent on determined that tongues was not for today and i had just been baptized in the holy spirit and so to me it didn't matter how much somebody argued with me that tongues was not for today god had given me a gift it was his gift to give and he'd given it and 
I had it. I couldn't deny it. There's, I have a gift now. You know, <laughs> it's like if somebody gives you a new car as a gift, somebody else can come along and say that car just does not exist. But you are the person who received the gift. So you're That's the right. owner of the new car. You know you've got that car. That's right. No you know, denying it. There's no denying it. And so, you know, I said to this person, yeah, how do you, why are you so opposed to mm. the gift of tongues? And, mm. you know, and why are you so convinced it's not for today? And uh, I just remember him saying, among other things, he said, well, you know, um, in the book of Acts, they weren't speaking unknown languages. They were all speaking languages unknown to them, but they were all known languages mm -hmm. in the world at that time. Yeah. They were hearing l genuine languages that existed in that time. They themselves couldn't speak them or understand them, uh, but other people that were from those regions of the world, they could understand them. In other words, this person's argument was most charismatic Christians tongues or Pentecostal Christians tongues yeah. is in most cases is not the same as Acts chapter 2 where they heard them all speaking in the, a language from somewhere in the world yeah. that was their mother tongue yeah you know and I said well how do you know that how do you know that somebody speaking in a Pentecostal church setting or somebody in a charismatic church a Christian that you meet who speaks in tongues, myself included, how do you know that that language they're speaking isn't a language from somewhere in the world when there's mm. thousands of languages yeah. and dialects? Yeah. How can you be sure? Oh, I know. I can tell. I mean, uh, you just know, wouldn't you? And I said to him, well, I'll tell you what, listen, let's just do an, a quick experiment. I said, mm -hmm. I, I speak fluently in Hausa, a language from northern Nigeria, and I also speak fluently in tongues, a gift that God's given me from heaven, which you are saying, you know, is not a legitimate language because it's not an earthly language. Well, I tell you what, why don't I speak in Hausa and then I'll speak in tongues, but you're not going to know which one I say first. And then you tell me which one you think is a legitimate earthly language and which one you think is definitely made up. Hmm. And so he's like, oh, okay, do that. And, you know, we were like 22 years old, you know. Mm -hmm. And so off I went, Kate. You know, and there's lafia. I said, which one do you think is tongues? And he goes, Definitely the second one. That sounded like a load of rubbish. He said, that first one, that sounded like a legitimate language. I started laughing because I was joyful and I just started laughing. Couldn't help it. I started laughing so hard. I said, no, you got it wrong. The one you thought was a fake language, that's genuine Hausa, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and the one that you thought was legitimate, that's my tongues, you know? And he was so shocked in the moment. Hmm. All of his defenses melted. And I said, would you like to speak in tongues? You know, it doesn't matter how long you didn't think they were right. That was me. But let's just ask the Holy Spirit now if he'll graciously baptize you and give you the mm. gift of tongues. And, you know, right there and then, 
he got baptized in the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues. Oh, Isn't that awesome? Yeah, that's so good because he began to accept that it yeah. was a gift that God wanted to give him, right? Exactly. Well, his rational mind mm -hmm. was convinced that he could use his rational yes. mind to discern what is tongues or not yeah. and what's a genuine language. But actually, no, because even languages that we don't mm -hmm. speak, because they don't speak to our rational mind, yeah, they they might as well be made up languages. Exactly. Right. Because we're not having you know? a part of it. No. Other than opening our mouth. Yeah. Well, I re I remember when I was baptized in in the Holy Spirit Come and on, received honey. tongues. How old were you? I was eight years old. Oh. And, you know, I was the little <laughs> child, unless you become like a little <clears throat> child. And and mm. um, I was at a Christian camp meeting in a, a, a summer camp. And um, I went with this leader and she said, you know, I, wa I, want, I want you all to receive the gift of tongues. And we're like, oh, yeah, great. And um, she says, I want you to copy me. Now, I remember as a child trying to imitate people that spoke in a different language. You know, when we right. went to, you'd hear German or French and you try and copy. So yeah. I'm like, great, that's a really great game. I'll copy. Well, of course, you cannot copy somebody speaking. <laughs> but what, what the exercise was, was actually an activation <clears throat> for me to open my mouth because... Yeah. As we open our mouths, that's when the Holy Spirit will fill it with a word. And so, and so I just had no um, hesitation to copy her. And it was like I had a childlike faith that said, okay, this gift is for me. I'm going to get it by doing this. Beautiful. And so Beautiful. I did. And I, I spoke in tongues. But I remember one of my friends who was with me, same age as me, and she was struggling. She couldn't do it. She couldn't do it. And then... That night, her sister woke up and said to her, Sharon, you're speaking in tongues. You're speaking in tongues. And she wow. literally started speaking in her sleep in really? tongues. And that's how she got the oh gift of tongues. Oh, my goodness. It was so I fun. love that. That You know, let's just take a moment. Heavenly Daddy, you are so good. I just love the way you think and do things. You're just so amazing. Oh, she got a bus. Yeah, it, it was fascinating. I love that. So I never doubted, mm -hmm. you know. And yeah. so for me, it was a gift that God wanted to give me. Yeah. And I love it. We just ran with it. Yeah. And, you know, speaking in tongues has been part of my yeah. spiritual mm. walk with with mm. Jesus. Mm. And, um, you know, we had the the blessing of, of receiving teaching and even learning how to trust the Holy Spirit for an interpretation of a tongue. Yeah. And I think sometimes people are a bit afraid to bring a tongue. Yeah. Because they're also more afraid to actually interpret. Yeah, that's a really good point. To edify honey. the body. Yes, yes. And of course, when it comes to interpretation of tongues, you know, there's there's the... It's, it's no different from the fact that we've got different versions of the Bible where you know, you have something that's yeah. much more, you know, transliteral and then something that's much more, uh, I, I forget what they, something dynamic, they call it. Um, I forget what it's called. But anyway, where the meaning is yeah. conveyed rather than the exact translation yeah. of each word. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, when you think of something like the King James 
which, you know, was meant to be as transliteral as possible. And then something like the passion, for example, or the message, which sets out to bring the meaning and the heart Mm. and so on. And it's a bit like that, I think, with the interpretation gift. Mm. It's like, you know, people think, oh, I'm going to, I can't possibly approach interpreting a tongue because I don't know that language. And they forget that the person speaking is not speaking cognitively, they're speaking from their spirit. And so to interpret tongues, the gift of interpretation is often a spiritual dynamic rather than a cognitive translation of every single word. That's right. It's more the conveyance of the meaning of what the Holy Spirit's saying through that person in tongues in the moment. Yes. Do you get what I mean, Dal? Yeah. You know? That's so true. And so that's why sometimes you can be in a meeting and of course, in Catch the Fire, Raleigh, you and I as senior leaders of the church, we've decided that we, as a general rule, we don't have our, our we don't have tongues publicly, the public expression of tongues in a meeting during the worship like we've done in other churches years ago that are smaller churches, because our church congregation's so big that, you know, we don't we don't sort of encourage the outward expression of tongues followed by somebody across the room interpreting because no. our, our auditorium's too big. No, but we you know? would encourage that in a small but group exactly, setting. Exactly, exactly. Where there's room for activation because yeah. I think the thing is everybody needs to be activated in the spiritual gifts yeah. and tongues and interpretation is no different. No, And it could right. be in a discipleship setting or, you know, um, a small group session where the body are contributing to the blessing yeah. of that meeting yeah. and maybe to a person that they're ministering to. Yeah. But I think, you know, spiritual gifts are spiritual gifts that we are to use. But, you know, you you said something earlier that tongues could actually be a spoken language. And I have heard so many stories of people who have somebody has spoken a tongue over them and they're literally speaking well, in a language that that other person actually knows. Yeah, well, we know Carlos and, and Sarah. Yeah, um, um, she was prophesying over him, unbeknownst to her, prophesying. Full story, in, full story. Yeah, she was prophesying. At the School of Ministry. At the School of Ministry in Toronto many years yeah. ago. Yeah. And she was thought she was just, Releasing a tongue over him while he, you know, so he was receiving. He was Carlos, one of the students, and she was Sarah, one of the small group leaders. And as as she was doing it, unbeknownst to her, she was speaking fluent Spanish. And Carlos, his first language is Spanish. And so she's going away prophesying this meaningful word. Yeah, deeply powerful. Deeply him. powerful word. But not only would could I mean she could have given that in English, but the Holy Spirit gave her her tongue, and it was more impactful to Carlos because not only was it a very powerful word, it was actually delivered in his mother tongue. Yeah, absolutely. And they're both nineteen-year-olds at the time, or Carlos was eighteen, and, she was nineteen. Yeah, and she was more shocked than anything herself. You yeah, know, later, because later on, yeah. And then we've heard of other people prophesying over 
another person in fluent Japanese, even though they've never learned Japanese. Absolutely. And, and in fact, you know, we are one of our board members in Catch Fire Toronto for many years. He's he's with the Lord now. That was Al him, McDonald, wasn't it? You know, it, the tongues that he was given by the Lord was Japanese. Mm. And so, you know, he would uh, speak in tongues. And, and of course, John Arnott being a whole lot like our heavenly daddy, full of joy and full of humor uh, and with a twinkle in his eye would always, you know, always loves to have a little bit of fun. And he would, whenever he would have Jap, whenever Japanese people would come um, to, the, to the revival, yeah, yeah. John found it irresistible not to bring Al out and, uh, you know, in a private setting or, or not a private setting, but up at the front, not in front of the world or the whole meeting, but to, you know, have in the melee of, of people being ministered to or whatever, prayer ministry and stuff. He would often bring Al over and say, Al, speak in tongues, yeah. you know, and yeah. he'd be going, hey, hey, I don't, I don't, you know, and then go, off he would go in his Japanese, fluent Japanese. Yeah. And um, and all of the Japanese people were just absolutely undone and shocked, you know. Yeah. And uh, so those are exciting things, they're, aren't they? Yeah, they're like, and you think, well, what's the point of that? And you're like, well, other than really reaching the person's heart with an extra dose of love. Yeah, and joy. Exactly. And yeah, an extra dose of love. Exactly, Dalits. I love what Gerald Coates would say. The spiritual gifts are a sign to make you wonder. Mm. And it just creates wonder. Yes. You know, and wonder is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And the more childlike we are, That's the right. more wonder we have. And there's you know? that song, May We Never Lose the Wonder. Yeah. And I think if we think we've sewn God up. Oh, my goodness. Like we have Worked just, him all out. We've just missed so much. Yeah. But coming back to the whole language thing, you know, I've heard and read in books just ongoing stories of people speaking tr very unique tribal languages yeah. and people getting saved because they hear the gospel in their own yeah. language. Yeah. And I think it's it's being open to the possibility totally. that I so want to live a life not only of wonder, but being open to a possibility that's beyond my own experience. Oh, I love that doll. And I that's think... so good. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's so good. And I think that goes back to what you were saying earlier about you know, honing the gift. Okay, we've been given the gift, but now steward the gift mm -hmm. and hone the gift. And I think that, you know, we, when when we when we receive the gift of tongues, I think that's an invitation into a whole new yeah. uh, realm where we can perhaps even learn to speak in multiple languages in tongues that's and be right. open for the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit to actually you know, move through us and giving us different mm -hmm. gifts of tongues mm -hmm. um, for those exact moments, you know, where just like a word of knowledge, you know, at a Starbucks in a line can open up, you yeah. know, a glory pocket. So to speaking in somebody's language that, you know, because you're open to not just stick mm -hmm. to your same old tongue, mm -hmm. but be open. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it becomes a pocket of glory for God, you know. That's true. And Duncan, I'd love to share with everyone the story about that time that we went to um, Detroit, Michigan. Oh, come on, Kate. That's hilarious. Yes. Well, I mean, it all started in Kyrgyzstan. Um, I was 
just on the floor getting completely wrecked uh, it had in, in front of 300 pastors in a leaders conference that I was leading um, with together with Dan Slade. And uh, this was probably 2000. And in fact, it was October 2004. And I got so wrecked by the Lord and so baptized afresh in his love. I started speaking in a new tongue that was different to my normal tongues that I mm. had been given. Uh, Were you aware of that? It was a different yeah, oh, tongue? Yeah, I could tell. Yeah, absolutely. And I was, it was actually in a moment of extreme joy. And um, because you know how I'd been, the Lord had been sort of taking me into a journey in our oneness with Christ. Mm. Well, I I was on the floor rolling in dust. It was really dirty, really dusty floor. And I was covered in dust because I was rolling all over the floor because I was so like under the weighty glory of God. I was on the floor. My clothes were covered in, in dust. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, I love it when you get into the dust because it reminds you and it reminds me that you're just made of dust, Duncan, mm. but your dust glued together with the kisses of my love and you've become one with my son who's the gold of heaven and you're the dust of earth and that makes you gold dust to me because dust and gold have become one. And I guess God, I'm, I don't, again, I don't want anybody to kind of build some, you know, critical analysis of that. I'm just saying in the moment, it so profoundly mm. kissed me yeah. on the inside of my heart by my heavenly daddy. I just started yelling out at the top of my lungs, over and over again. And it was like four or five words that I had never said before in my life, as far as I was aware. And it it somehow expressed glory and power mm. and joy. And, yeah. and it was just, it, I just knew I was speaking the language of the kingdom somehow. It was exciting. Well, that night, uh, we had an extraordinary meeting where heaven just crashed in on the meeting. Mm. And 800 people were spontaneously... Uh, because the night meetings were opened up to everybody. And we just had, uh, I was speaking, and during the message interlaced, I would say, because I was so full of joy in the moment. And boom, up the level of glory would go, and heaven would come down with greater power, and people would just start, like, I mean, to say 800 people were spontaneously experiencing healing, deliverance, wow. dramatic encounters. I mean, it was chaos. The meeting was glorious wow. and unforgettable. And um, I mean, I can't even go into the descriptions of what was happening. It was just so powerful, powerful, powerful. Well, for a number of months afterwards, I noticed that every time I said Bajenge Buzungu Baranga Babalolu, the the spiritual climate would just instantly increase. And uh, we had a guy come to our church in Toronto, and uh, he was a guest speaker. He was an American, and he'd done a lot of work in Latin America. And uh, I was introducing him. I was emceeing at the time. I'd just done like an offering received the offering talk. And I said, and then I introduced this guy. Well, the speaker came up and he said, you know, 
I just want to take a moment before I preach. That young man right there, I was young at that time. I was like <laughs> 35. That young man uh, who, who just spoke out in tongues like that right at the end, he was rebuking a, a powerful principality from uh, fr that, that is worshipped in the Caribbean that comes back from West Africa called Babalu. And it's a principality of finances and this and that. And, you know, that young man just rebuked that principality. Well, I know that our church in Toronto and my friends, our friends, Kate, were not sitting there thinking that Duncan was rebuking a principality. They knew that I was convinced that my tongue was the tongue worshipping God, you know? Right, yeah. Right? And I would go around saying Babalolu all the time, wouldn't I? And so I felt like I was one inch high in that moment. And I was like, oh my gosh, to think that all this time I've been praising some kind of or rebuking some kind of principality. Mm. Oh no, that's such a joy stealer. You know, I was kind of like, I mean, not the rebuking of this principality, but the, but the thought that I was addressing a principality when I thought I was addressing God and it was pure. So it didn't just really bothered me. You so know? it didn't resonate with you. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I went home that day very discouraged and I looked up this principality Babalu and sure enough found out that it was a god from the Yoruba tribe in Nigeria and, you know, was what he said. But I realized that Babalu, which is that principality, and Babalolu is enough difference to be dramatically different knowing African languages or, or one African language the way I know that Babalu and Babalolu could be completely different. Because mm, it's tonal. Exactly. But it it bothered me so much, honey, that it it you you remember for about three or four years I wouldn't even say it because I just didn't want to get it wrong yeah. you know but i felt like i was being robbed mm. of something beautiful mm. you know well uh and and the reason i'm taking time for this is i believe that many of you as listeners part of the anxiety with tongues is that you might be speaking in a language of demons or something and so on and so mm. forth and that gets a lot of people a lot of christians really anxious yeah and i just want to say to you all God is good. Yeah. He is not evil. And he gives good and perfect gifts. And he's not going, if you walk with Jesus and you're given a gift of tongues, that gift of tongues is trustworthy. Mm. It is not a tongue of the demonic. Now, if on the other hand, you are practicing regularly witchcraft and the occult, yes, you may well be able to speak some kind of abracadabra that is a, you know, occultic, demonic tongue. But if you're a Christian who loves Jesus and you're born again, you don't need to be afraid because Paul's very clear, no spirit that says Jesus is Lord can say you know that that you know every spirit that says Jesus is Lord is of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right. So, getting back to my story, some like two or three months later, after that guy had, you know, kind of talked about the rebuke, he, you and I were in Detroit, and I'm like, 
saying Bajenge Buzungu Baranga Baba, no, not the Babalolu bit, just Bajenge Buzungu Baranga. Oh, yes, I had said the Babalolu. Maybe it was just before. Anyway, they came up and they said to you, or go ahead. Yeah, these three um, South African, black South African girls who were in Detroit, they were friends, but they spoke three different tribal languages. They were from three different people groups. And they said to me, does your husband speak South African languages? And I was like, no, he speaks Hausa from Nigeria. I was saying, why? And he said, well, he has said the same phrase three times in three different languages, and each of us speak those three different languages. And you're like, you better come and meet my husband. Yes. So <laughs> they come and speak to you, and you said, so what was I saying? So I'm like, yeah, what am I saying? And they go, well, and they looked at each other and laughed like Africans do, you know, for fun. And they're like, you're saying white people, white people, white people. Well, I practically fainted. We're in Detroit, you know, and these black African ladies are saying, you're saying white people, white people, white people. I almost fainted. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And just as I said, well, why would I be saying that? And they all laughed and they're like, we don't know. But we do know that you're using the plural form of each of our languages. And it's Bajenge, Bozungu, Baranga, the same word. I mean, come on. And but different tribal languages. And, and they were not insulted at all. No, it they was like insulted. there was no, nothing not that we were not saying that was out of And they're place. like, we don't know. And just as quick as a flash, the Holy Spirit said, Duncan, you're like a pinky, you know, brownie gray color. You're not white even though I would call myself white. Yeah, anyone would, anyone would call my, <laughs> me white. Um, and he said, but the angels, they're white. Light. Yeah. I've given you a tongue to call the angels. Wow. And I, I was so blown away in the moment. I was like, no wonder heaven explodes in the moment. Mm. And I call them. But I still wanted to know what Babalolu meant. And they said, we don't know what Babalolu means. It's not one of our languages. Well, then fast forward now through that whole journey of Babalu and me not speaking it. About 2010, which would have been five or six years later, four years later. I don't, I don't remember exactly how many. But I'm in Niger and I was telling one, one of the Norwegian apostles this story. And he said... Let's go and ask our Nigerian apostles who are from Yoruba whether, they, whether they've ever heard of Babalulu and whether Babalu is bad. Mm. So I, I'm like, great idea. So we go round to their house. It's like 10 o'clock at night. They're just almost drifting <laughs> off to sleep. They come out. They're like, yes, Duncan, Terrier, what are you guys, you know, what are you guys doing so late, you know? And we're like, so Terrier says, well, we, we, we need to know something really important. They're like, well, what? And they're, he's like, does the word Babalu mean anything to you? And there was three of them. And they all looked at, and we're standing on the porch in the doorway. And they're like, oh, Babalu. Ooh, ooh. Yes, that's a nasty principality in power, you know, and uh, from the Yoruba tribe. And he's like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Well, 
what about Babalolu? What does Babalolu mean? Is that the same as Babalu or is that different? And they all looked at each other and they lit right up like Africans, you know, often do when they're excited and full of joy. And they're like, oh, Babalolu, Babalolu, Babalolu. That means my daddy is the Lord, my God. Wow. Oh, come wow. on. And the Holy Spirit instantly put it all together. And he said, angels, I've given you a tongue. Angels, 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 come because my daddy's the Lord, my God. Wow. And you know, I could say that in English, but it wouldn't make you wonder. No, that's so true. Right? Yes. <laughs> and explains why the glory of God yes. often fell. Come on. Because you weren't thinking it through. No. You weren't trying to make anything happen. You were just responding in your spirit yeah. to what the Holy Spirit was wanting to do in oh, that place. Oh, so good. Yeah. So it's kind of led by him yes, rather than, yes. you know, led by me. That's so good, Kate. Yeah. yeah. And again, it's like just learning to engage and mm. discover that gift the, yeah. and the wonder and the expectation. But you've got another story. Well, I think, I mean... <laughs> Team me up here, love and I am. But I mean, I think it's one of our favorites too, isn't it? Is just that, you know. So in 2007, um, a third tongue that God gave me involved these other words: shika bongo, shika banga, and uh, and there's other tongue. You know, it was all part of another tongue. But I would often say, Shikabanga, Shikabungu. And this, this, the only black man in a 300 strong Australian pastors conference that you and I again were involved in leading came up to me in the tea break on the first day. And he said, Duncan, you keep saying Shikabanga, Shikabungu. Do you know what that means? He was from Zambia. And he was, I said, no, I don't know what that means. And he said, he said, well, I'm from Zambia. I live in Australia, but I'm Zambian. And you're speaking fluent Zambian from my particular parents' tribal mother tongue, which is in a remote region of Zambia. Hmm. And I said, well, what am I saying? And he said, well, Shikabanga means Lord of all creation. And it's the, it's the word that my family would use when they're, they're Christians and they're saying grace. They would say, Shikabanga, thank you for this food. Lord of all creation, thank you for this food, etc., etc. Well, that just so touched my heart, honey. I'm thinking, wow, I'm saying Lord of all creation in Zambia, yeah. you know. And, uh, and then he said, but Shikabungu, he said, we don't use that, but... It literally in my language, shika bungu, bungu means the gathered ones. You're saying Lord of the gathered ones, Lord of hosts. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, that is so cool. Anyway, so of course, when somebody tells you something like that, you get bold using that tongue, right? Yes. So I would use it all, a lot of the time. So fast forward again, that was late 07. Fast forward now to about 2014. You and I are in Mozambique, in Pemba, and we're speaking on the school, Heidi's schools we had done for many years. And we were in one particular time visit. We were at a restaurant with one of our favorite ones of Heidi's sons, Pasquale. And Pasquale says, Hey, Pastor Duncan, you know, we were at the restaurant having a nice Coke or whatever. And 
He says, Pastor Duncan, you keep saying shikabanga. Do you know what shikabanga means? I said, yes, it means Lord of all creation in Zambian and uh, remote tribal language. And he says, well, maybe it does. But in my tribal language, Shangani from southern Mozambique, it means something different. Would you like to know what it means? I said, yes, Pasqual, tell me what it means. He said, it means catch the fire. <laughs> oh, I know. You can't make that up, can you? I love it. Oh, oh I know. Gosh. You've been going around giving the fire away for years without knowing. And, you know, that again, it's just like. That is so amazing. It's so it just joyful. makes you wonder and laugh and express such amazing joy that God would be so fun like that. And, you know, God wants to be fun with us. Yes. And, you know, Duncan, I, I think it would just be great if we yeah. could just release this mm. joy. And that in releasing joy, that people would go on a journey and discover what their prayer language is all about. Yes, yes. Lord, I ask you in the name of Jesus, Father, baptize every listener yes. with the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. For those that have been baptized in the Holy Spirit before, baptize them afresh. Lord, give them a new tongue. Yeah. Lord, give them something really exciting. Lord, repeat the testimony, yes. Lord. Give, give multitudes of those listening, Lord, the joyful experience of speaking other earthly languages yeah. and putting them in the presence of people who can understand those languages yes, Lord. so that their joy would be full and that your joy would be full, Father. That you who just are full of joy and you're just, you're the laughing Father, the eternally laughing Father, the one who sits on his throne and laughs because you're so full of joy. Lord, I ask you that you would give your kids yeah. the joy of new tongues, yeah. exciting tongues. And also, Lord, give them heavenly tongues to call angels. Yes, Lord. Whoa. Yeah, and Father, I ask for every person that's listening that has never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit that you yes. would fall on them today. Oh, yes, Lord. Just like you um, fell on the disciples in the upper room and yeah. they began to speak in tongues, yes. that you would just release their tongues to speak new words yes, and new Lord. languages, yeah. that you would just release their spirits to yeah. soar with you yes, and Lord. that you would take them on this journey yeah. of discovering who you are and wow. that deeper sense of communion and um, just celebration and overflow of the mysteries of God in their life. Yeah. So we ask that Holy Spirit that you would come yes, and be a, an amazing best friend and take yes. them on this journey. Yes. Yes. Kita raba yende bajenge buzungu baranga babalolua. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Enjoy. Now. <laughs>